Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, 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 it is the Cast Worthy Podcast, and we are back. I am Big Steve, a.k.a. Last of a Dying Breed, on the Twitter machine, joined today by the VP of Research, just the two of us today. It's um, February 5th, uh, Pro Bowl Sunday, and um, so we're here, man. A couple things to cover, good things to cover. Um, what's up with you? Everything good? Good week? Yeah, man, everything uh, good so far. Uh, we were talking pre-production a little bit. My, my son passed his uh, written driving test, going to get his permit. Um, yeah, finally out of the uh, the old apartment. So, you know. Is this where I insert my uh, Caucasian <laughs> uh, joke? Guess I got to stay off the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Good, man. That's good for TJ. Um sh- shit, time to get get out here, and get moving. Yeah, get yep. mobile in so, these streets. Excited for him, man. You know, he's growing up, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. He's there, bo- he's he's sixteen now, right? Yeah, sixteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta add him to my, I gotta go and add him to my credit card. I forgot to do that. Oh, we're doing big things now. Well, it's not it's not for that. It's just that uh, you know, holding the kid, credit score. Yeah, you can help mold their credit score because they it'll start counting for them once they're sixteen. If you get them put on as an authorized user, mm-hmm. so that way they already have a, a credit history built up. You know, like yes. I remember um, when I first got my first vehicle, I was you know like nineteen years old, and I had a my interest rate was like fifteen percent. And I remember the guy at the at the uh, dealership was like. He was like, man, it's not that you got bad credit. He was like, you have no credit. He was like, you have no history. That's he's that's he was like, having no credit history is, is almost worse than bad credit because at least with bad credit, we know your shit's fucked up. So right, we kind of know right. what the, we we kind of know we might not get paid back. You we know, know we, we know what to expect. <laughs> he was like, well, you this shit, this is a shot in the dark, you know. But uh, he was like, but just really, he was like, just pay this shit for like a year and then refinance it. You'll be good. And I was like, all yeah. right, so I did that, and my shit dropped to like five percent or something like that. But um, make sure but you yeah, pay that so, shit. But for him, you know what I mean. Like, I don't want him to have to go through shit like that. So it's like, let me get you put on my credit card now. Let you build some credit history, and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, you know, once you start your own shit off, you you'll be good in that aspect at least. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be credit worthy. Do what, yeah. Do what you can, man. Do what you can. The goal is generational wealth, but if you can't get there, you got to just make generational stability. <laughs> that's that's where we at now. Um, yeah, man. Um, easy week for me. Nothing too crazy. Uh, nice weather. Full work week. Um, you know, it's uh, it's that time, man. It's the time. The end is is near. We got Pro Bowl this week, and then Super Bowl next week. And then uh, football season is done, and our Sundays yeah. open up, and you know, 
women get us back on Sundays for for, <laughs> for a few months. They get us for six months. That's your six month window to have me on Sunday. So this <laughs> and, this and real about. quick, Steve. Be, uh, I, I don't want to like just gloss over that weather thing because with my regular job, like uh, uh um my colleagues are like spread out. I got some people working in uh, North Carolina. I got people in Illinois, some in Wisconsin and um, our Illinois people were, we were talking this week on the team chat and they were like, man, it's seven degrees here. And I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) So, you know, when you say good weather, like that's like people, we complain about Florida weather. Like, man, it's hot as fuck. It's so humid. You know, when it's like August and shit, but yeah. this time of year, like man, shit, you you can't beat this. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I know some people love the snow and all kinds of shit, but I feel like you can't beat this shit. Yeah, no, I mean it. I like I like having winter and fall and stuff, but I like sometimes it's a little long, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sometimes it gets a little out of pocket. So like a a month or a week here and there, like we about to have a nice cool week coming up, you know. And the good thing mm-hmm. is, like for us. We're going to be in the 70s during the day, so it's going to be real comfortable, and you just get your little, you know, your cool feeling in the evening, and that's kind of where we at, which is mm-hmm. perfect. That's perfect, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I uh, I look forward to the Sundays filled with um, family time and projects. Yeah. I got a, a bunch of projects around the house that I got to either get done or hire people to do. <laughs> so, so hire people. Yeah, basically. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> Life is short, man. We got to spend our days doing stuff we like to do. Every every minute, every hour counts, man. Fuck that. Pay yeah. somebody to do that. All that work. Yeah. Pay somebody. Hey. I I'm about you. to. I'm about to get a cleaning lady again, yo. Like I you. that shit. I, I told my brother one time. He went home. Him and my sister get into it all the time. And he was like, man. I fucking get to the airport. I call her. I'm like, yo, where you at? I'm here. I got my luggage already. And she's like, oh, shit. I'm at a wedding. Sorry. And she's like, I'm, I'm going to leave and come get you. And he's like, that's how my sister is. Like, you know, so, <laughs> so he's like, man, fuck it. You don't worry about it. And he was like, I just took an Uber or whatever. And I right. was like, I know you mad. I was like, but that's your fault. And he was like, why? I was like, you know, she does shit like that. So you should have just already planned on taking a fucking Uber from the beginning. Yeah. And you wouldn't be stressed out right now, you know. I was like, sometimes I was like, you gotta, I was like, you gotta pay for convenience. That's why when you go get a six pack at Walgreens, that shit is like eighteen dollars versus if you get it at the grocery store and it's like eight bucks, you know. Yeah. Because Walgreens is around the corner from your crib, and the grocery store is like around the way somewhere. You know what I mean? So you gotta pay yeah. for convenience sometimes. Yeah, man. That's that's where I'm at. I, I mean, I know I got a bunch of stuff around here to do. Trees got to be cut. Uh, pool deck got to be painted. I ain't doing that shit. It's going to take me. I'll probably do half of it and then, you know, get back to it a week later, do another quarter. Right. Nah, let me just pay somebody come out here, knock it out in six, eight hours while I'm at work, you know, and that's it, man. And we can enjoy our time because, you know, time is short, man. You see people. People not, you know, I'm, it's not like, you know, it's not easy anymore. So, exactly. but, um, yeah, so football season's coming to an end. Uh, last week we got to see the Eagles stomp a mud hole in, uh, San Fran. Unfortunately, it didn't kind of yeah. go the way anybody expected. Like they had no quarterback. What can you do? Yeah. Um, and ultimately that game probably should have been, would have been a lot closer. You know, I mean, 
they got to 30, 31 points. I think it was 31, seven, I think was a score if I'm not mistaken. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately early on it was close and Brock Purdy goes out and it still was close halftime, still kind of close. And then, you know, at some point the Pistons fall off, you know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, you, you can't move like all I, if I know you cannot throw the ball, not you choose not to, but you can't, then I'm not even gonna play defense on your wide receivers. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's kind of what it got to. And so Philly got a pass to the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, and then we got to see a pretty good game with uh, Kansas City and um, and the Bengals. Yeah, that, that game, man. You know, it's it's. I, I think. Um, you especially in our generation, you know, and I like I, you talk about this all the time on the pod, off the pod about like how lucky we are to see like these generational talents, you know, we've mm-hmm. had the Brady's, you had Manning. Now we, you know, it seems to be the Mahomes is going to be that next, you know, generational guy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan and, 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 and Tim Duncan and, and those Steph, you know what I mean? And, and I think that our, it's, it's easy for our generation to be so accustomed to seeing like phenomenal play that it seems kind of pedestrian. You know what I mean? Right. But for Mahomes to go out there and have the kind of game he had on a bum leg, you know, <laughs> with all the stakes on the line, him never beating Burrow um, over his career, you know what I mean? And, and it's the dude is the dude is just different, man. He's yeah. different. I've always like like I've always knew known that um, that Mahomes was good. Like we we know that you know the guy's good, mm-hmm. but. Like he just he does it, you know. And this like watching that game made me be like, "Yo, he's him." Like this, yeah. this is this is Hemi Hendrix right here. Like, <laughs> like this dude, he um he you know he went out there on an injury that's supposed to take five to six weeks, three or you know they say anywhere from three to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's out there a week later and makes it happen. His receivers go down, he makes it happen. His running backs ain't getting it done, he makes it happen. Big play at the end where he had to run the ball. He made it happen. You know, bad bad call that kind of helped him out. But he still had the fucking gut and the balls to go out there and do it on a, a damn near a leg that you couldn't that wasn't functional. Mm-hmm. That that's it's, that's just me, especially the point with the receivers going down because you know, like I I could see if they lose that game the next day, we're saying, well, I mean, he had a bum leg. He lost like every receiver they have on the books in, uh, during the game. You know, so I mean, you know, nothing is we'll you'll see what happens next year. Once he once he comes back, you know, injury is part of the game, we'll give you, you know. But uh uh for him to go out there and say, you know, all right, so and so's out, next guy up, you know, cool, no right. problem. You know what I mean? And and that that shit is amazing, man. That that shit is amazing to watch, you know. Um yeah, like you said, man, he, he's him. The dude, he's different, man. I mean, Bur- and Burrow yeah. ain't no slouch, don't get me wrong, but I mean it's just different, yeah. It, it's it's levels to this shit. And I remember, I don't know if it was last week on the pod or we were talking about it in chat. And I was saying, I feel like it's kind of like Mahomes, Burrow, and then everybody else, you know, not counting like your Aaron Rodgers and like that guy's, you know, he's he's in a different category. He's been in the league all this time. He's going to retire at some point. Yeah. Ring and everything. But I don't even know, like after watching that game, I'm not even sure if I can say that, you know, it might be Mahomes is like, you know, one and then Burrow's like one A. And then yeah. everybody else, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We've we've seen a. I mean, it's been a kind of a small sample size for for Joey Burr, and um, 
But he, I mean, like you said, no slouch. And and realistically, watching that game, he had those plays where it you can't blame him. Like he had the one that hit Jamar Chase in the helmet. Like, dude, you got to catch that. There's no way if I put that shit on a dime between two defenders on an out route and it hits you in the helmet, there's no way that you're not supposed to catch that. Like, right. you can't say I overthrew or underthrew. It was too far out. It was too far in. It was behind you. It was ahead of you. The shit hit you in your helmet. All you had to do is put your hands up and catch it. Like, you know, there was there was a few of those that that they that the receivers just didn't do him any justice. So mm-hmm. um, th- there was easily a path for, for Cincinnati to win that game. Um, but, um, you know, obviously came down to, uh, you know, a field goal. And that's kind of what we expected. Um, we expected a good game, and it was a really good game. And, you know, I've always talked shit about Andy Reid, but you know what? You got to give this guy his credit. Like, yeah. when we talk about top coaches all time, we talk about top coaches in all sports, even football, you don't hear Andy Reid's name thrown out there. And it should be. If you think about the time that he had in Philly where, you know, he brought them to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, but – um you know, McNabb, T.O., Brian Dawkins, like he had some some good talent, but they were always, for the most part, pretty relevant. Um, they had a good 2000s run under Andy Reid. And um, and then now he's been in Kansas City for the last X amount of years. Thank and you. they just and they became relevant and they yeah. were nobodies. You know what I mean? Think about Kansas City. Back in the day, like the Larry Johnson era where, you know, even Tony Gonzalez, like yeah. that was that was a wash. You saw that that team on your schedule and you're like, all right, that's a dub. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's kind of brought them to a point where it's like even before Mahomes got there, when they had Alex Smith, you still were like, OK, I could see this team going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Jamal Charles. Right. They're going in the right direction. And then Mahomes came in and and then they lost that talent they had with Jamal Charles and stuff. But, you know. They they're just finding a way, man. They they're making it happen, and so um, I tip my cap to uh, to Andy Reid, man. He definitely deserves some flowers. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, twenty years head coach, ten years with the Eagles, ten years with the um with uh Casey, and with the Eagles, what four NFC Championship trips, one mm-hmm. Super Bowl trip, didn't get a win, and then on this uh, with the, with the Chiefs, I think it's five AFC Championship trips, three Super Bowl trips, and then uh. One win, one loss, and then TBD on on the uh, on the third one. So you definitely got to give that dude his flowers, man. Um, going back to to Burrow real quick. Um, the the one knock I would have on Burrow, or, or two knocks. One, he threw a pick. You know, this mm-hmm. this game is too big for that. Um, but the pick was early enough to where you know he's they still had a chance to win at the end, like you said. But also at the end, you get the ball back down by three, down by field goal. Two minutes and thirty seconds to go. Two timeouts. Like you, like you got to play better. You got, you know what I mean. Like yeah. if you think about a year, what was it? Two years ago, we see Mahomes get down seventeen seconds, thirteen seconds. Yeah, some wild you know shit. I mean? So you had two and a, two and a half minutes and two timeouts. Like you know, you you got to You got to come up. Um, you got to come up bigger than that, man. Um, but yeah, that that shit is it, that was just a great game, especially given that the Eagles game was such a letdown. I'm glad that we got a, a great uh, a championship game on the AFC side, man. It, that was really something to watch, man. Really, yeah. And I hope I hope the two weeks off gives um, Mahomes at least a route to sixty to eighty percent. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt he'll be a hundred percent, but I think eighty percent of Mahomes is better than a hundred percent of thirty of the quarterbacks in the league <laughs> today. So, um, if if he can get to eighty percent, then I think we get a really good game. Hopefully, they get their wide receivers back. I don't think there was any major injuries there. And um, it's you know, if Mahomes has Kelsey, there's always a shot. That's that's the key there too. Mm-hmm. So you it, got the Reed Bowl and the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah. And um, it's crazy, like, how you hear Mahomes talked about. And, you know, we talked about this um, a while ago, and we, we were talking about the MVP race. And I was saying, like, Mahomes is kind of a victim of his own success. You know what I mean? Because he because he's so good when he has a pedestrian season, you know, like, I'm, I just pulled up his numbers. He has uh, 5,250 yards and 41 touchdowns this season. That's and this season? This season. 5,200 yards and 41 touchdowns, and he's not he's not even being talked about in the MVP yeah. race. You know what I mean? <laughs> because for him, people are like, I mean, he only threw 5,200 yards, man. And it's they like, were the number one seed. Right. And, and you're like, only? The right. fuck you like, and he, and I, they I lost Tyreek Hill. Like, I love Tua. I know you love Dak, and I know people love their other... You tell me we can get 5,200 yards and 41 touchdowns you don't even got to put the name in it. Sign me up. Right. You know right. I, mean? I don't care Where do who I it sign? is. So, yep. but he's not even in the MVP race with those kind of numbers because he, the dude, he does so much. It's kind of, you know, like I said, it's kind of, it's only, I mean, he only threw 41 touchdowns. Right. You know, I, mean, I hear what you're saying. That's a lot of yards. But he right. Only threw 41 touchdowns. Right. But he's done 50. Like 41 is not MVP when you've done 50. You know right. what I'm saying? So, that's that's how they see it. And and there's mm-hmm. no reason why this guy shouldn't get it. Like, if you think about it, listen, I, I, I hear people talking about Jalen Hurts, and it's going to sound like hate, but Jalen Hurts ain't the MVP. And the reason he's not the MVP is because he has an amazing defense. He's got an amazing offensive line. He's got amazing wide receivers. He's got a really good tight end. He's got a good coaching staff. Like, everything – is four star better on that Eagles team. Like they put together a fucking bully over there. Mm-hmm. And and for me with Kansas City, I think and don't I don't want to take anything away. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Um people are saying great and all that. He'll get there, I think. Right now he's good in my book. Um and the reason I say it is if you look at that that 49ers game, they had a big lead and he only had 97 passing yards. And so to me, right, I always say this guy is not a passing quarterback. He's a running mm-hmm. quarterback. And we know what we say about running quarterbacks versus quarterbacks that can run. And Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback that can run. Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. And you see the right. difference in, pro- in productivity. You see the difference in greatness. And um, but but back to the MVP, Kansas City, you got Ken, you got uh, Kelsey. They lost. Uh, Tyreek Hill. So they got some patchwork wide receivers with Juju Smith Schuster, who's undisciplined, Mikael Hardman, who's always hurt. They brought in rookie Kadarius Tony from from the Giants, who's out every other week. You know, um, they've gone through three different running backs. The running back that started the year, Clyde Edwards Alaire, you don't even know where he's at. Haven't seen him in four or five <laughs> weeks. You know what I'm saying? And you're telling yeah. me that these guys come in as the number one seed. He throws 5,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, and this is not your MVP. Right. That's a problem for me. And and when you look at um, Hertz, I pulled his stats up. You know, Hertz is sitting at thirty seven hundred yards and twenty two touchdowns. And then when you add in his rushing, there's another seven hundred sixty yards rushing and thirteen rushing touchdowns. So you know, total thirty five passing touchdowns and and um, 
4,400 yards all-purpose. All-purpose. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you play quarterback, you know, and this dude surpassed all of that combined. And and I didn't even look at his rushing. Mahomes got rushing, too. You know, I I know it ain't 700 yards, but I'm pretty sure he probably got two, 300 yards rushing this season and a couple rushing TDs as well. You know, so um, it's ridiculous that he's not in the car. I agree with you, and I don't think it's hate. Um, even though, you know, you're a Cowboys fan, he in hurts his uh, Eagles quarterback or whatever. It's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? And 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 Mahomes should have been the MVP multiple years. And I don't think he's won an MVP yet. If I I, I know he's been Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's I don't think he's won a league MVP yet. No, because and Aaron Rodgers exists. Right. And, 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 and it, it almost seems like the people who vote on this shit are like. I mean, he's so good. We, you know, we can get him next year. It's kind of like Zach Thomas with the Hall of Fame. We'll get him mm-hmm. next time. You know what I mean? And, right. and it's like I'm looking at these same numbers that you guys are looking at. I'm looking at these games that you guys look at. I, I don't see what you're seeing. Yeah, you're right. He's a victim of his talent, just like a LeBron James, you know. And I kind of I think I said it earlier this year or earlier last year. Um, with LeBron when at the beginning of the season, like his time is coming to an end, similar to Tom Brady. And we have to respect the greatness that we have for these old, for these guys that have been around. You know, you hate him for only but so long. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, one person that always has criticism and hate for LeBron. But, you know, fuck, 40 years old and this guy's still putting up numbers. And we're still like, eh, this is an offseason for LeBron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And forgetting the fact that this dude is damn near 40 years old. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, it, it's... um. So yeah, he's a victim of of his talent, and you know, to me, I think Mahomes is definitely the MVP, and um, I think we're gonna get a really good, a really really good Super Bowl. I hope so, at least. Yeah, I agree, man. Who's your? Uh, I mean, is it too early to make a pick on the Super Bowl? No, I don't think it's too early. I mean, we obviously, you know, we're not gonna see injury reports or anything yet, uh, just yet. Um, going into it, man, I, I think. The point that you just made about Philly's defense is a great point. They they have a defense that can match up with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the you know what's happening with the receivers? Were they just out that game? Are they gonna you know? So I think you know that that's gonna that's gonna be a big factor if he don't got nobody to throw to, because right. if you can key in on Kelsey, and then the rest of those guys, you know, you don't really got to worry about too much. You know, it, it could be a different kind of ball game. But like you said earlier, you know, Mahomes is Kimi Hendricks. You know, so. Uh, 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 you you can't you can't account for that wild card and and, and the, the shit that he can do the magic that he can make you know so but I, I think if you ask me today I would say Eagles but you know I'm I'm not I, I would put it in pencil I, I wouldn't pin it in just yet yeah you know the thing about Mahomes is he's he you do, you well let me take it back before I say it. It's extremely rare. I was going to say never, but it's extremely rare that you see this guy have a bad game or not show up for for a game. Um, In big games, you never you can never say he didn't show up. Like even in the Super Bowl, they lost to Tampa. He showed up for the most part, but he's on the run the whole fucking game. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the games where you see him struggle tend to be like divisional games. He struggles with the Raiders for some odd reason. Always struggling with the Raiders, always struggling with the Chargers like for some reason, but when you talk about these big games, he he always you can count on him. Like you can count. Like if we was playing spades, he gonna get you three. 
<laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get you three. So you could go board. I'm going to get you at least three. And that's, you know, that's him. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. This this Eagles team, as much as I hate the Eagles, you think about their pass rush is phenomenal. It's crazy. They have two amazing – they have two very, very good corners in uh, Darius Slay and James Bradbury who – the Giants let go in the division, assholes. Like, <laughs> and you know, and then you add to that, you know, uh, on the offensive line, you got Lane Johnson, who's just an absolute monster. Jason Kelsey at center, like center, center is so underrated in the NFL. Um, and I did oh, it yeah. all the way, all the way up until the Cowboys picked Travis Frederick that year. Um, and I think that was the year that um, what was the Hawaiian dude with the fake girlfriend? Uh, oh, uh, Manti. I think that was the year he came out, I believe. And I think we took uh, Zeke and Frederick or something like that before him. And I was like, what are we doing? And and you saw the difference. And then this guy gets sick and retires. And then our offensive line went from like the number one in the lead to like 10, you know, um, and it's and it's still dropping. So I think it's very, very underrated um, spot because that's really like your captain of your old line. Um, mm-hmm. And. That's why I say it's going to be it's going to be man Philly is going to be a tough out and I think the key here is you have to just like San Francisco tried is you got to make um Jalen Hurts make throws like yeah. you you, you got to try and make it to where he can use his legs maybe to get two or three but you can't let him get 13 yard runs 14 yard runs first down runs you got to make this guy throw the ball make some difficult passes outside of the hash marks because that's where he struggles and if you can if they can do that right then they're in a good spot and if they can't then Mahomes is going to have to play all right fuck it we're going to just outshoot you you know yeah. and Kansas City absolutely has the quarterback the tight end and you know the speed with you know Kadarius Tony and these guys Miko Hardman they have the speed to try and do that and, and Mahomes can make it happen so I think it'll be a good game um you know, obviously, I want Kansas City to win, you know, and so I'm going to pick Kansas City, but I think it could go either way. I think Kansas City, um, and I think it's going to be something like 27-24. I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game compared to what we've seen recently. Gotcha. And and uh, I'm not sure if, if anybody has told him yet, but Steve, Steve uh, Spagnola, Nolia, however you say his name, the mm-hmm. coordinator, somebody should let that guy know that Jalen Hurts can run. Right, you have to you, you have to plan for that. Like, <laughs> right, get get one of your linebackers and and tell them, you know, Chris Jones is going to be he's going to play a huge part here. Chris Jones is going to play a huge part when it comes to um, this game because he's going to have to get in uh, through that line and try and and make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable, right? And if you can do that and still try to keep him from getting them extra yards, then Kansas City has a great shot. Yeah. And and, you know, like the point you made about center and, you know, that's that's a great because, I mean, we're struggling with that in Miami. Not I mean, we put Connor Williams at center, but, you know, we need I feel like we need to move him back to guard and get a center. But uh, he he played all 17 games. He's our only lineman that played the entire season. Yeah. Um, um, and he played well at center, too. Don't get me wrong, but we're struggling. Yeah, at guard. yeah we got we got from Cowboys. Yeah, and so uh, no uh, moving over, over to center in uh, preseason, and it's, it's worked out. But I'd rather have a center. But um, you know, but go, going back to this game or, or to the last game at least, you know, 
I've said this multiple times, and we saw it with Dallas when uh, Dak was young, and you got this great O-line, so Zeke can run the ball like crazy, and Dak can stay on his feet and, you know, think and dunk, go deep when he needs to, do the things he needs to do as a, as a rookie guy coming in for injury relief, right? Um, ends up taking a job from Romo, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We see it with Brady where it doesn't take a lot of hits so he can play until he's 80 years old or whatever, you know? And we saw that with Mahomes last week. You get protection in there, and even though your quarterback's on the bum leg, he can still be efficient because he don't got to worry about hitting the ground all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I don't know it's easier said than done. It's not, you know, you you know, you know, got guys in college who may be great at O-line. They don't, they don't transition to the league. You know, we, we see, you know, guys who are bust all the time, but they you have to do better at with these lines to, to protect these quarterbacks to to get success, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to be good, man. Keeping him protected is huge. Um, let him step make, you know, you got to come up with some blocking schemes so that he can step up in the pocket, you know, and he's not always shuffling left and right because not only is it the fact that he's not mobile, but, you know, the Eagles – defensive players uh sweat and those guys and let's not forget they have sue now right Mm -hmm. sue is the type of guy who will go for his ankle if he gets a chance right he may not do anything deliberate but it could just be tackling him by that ankle you know (laughs) and that's legal (laughs) right you know same thing deliberate Right. Same thing with Brock Brock Purdy and, and the backup quarterback last week, right? Same player, sweat. Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sack this guy. I'm gonna make sure that on his his arm coming forward, all the power and force that he's throwing that ball with is gonna hit my hand. You know what I mean? And it's like punching a wall because this guy's mm-hmm. six, seven, three hundred and X pounds, you know what I mean? So and and inevitably there's gonna be injury there. And that's what happened to yeah. both of those guys, right? So you know, you just gotta you gotta make sure he doesn't take those hits because they're gonna, you know, uh, they're gonna target that, no doubt. I would, I would just come back. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the way it goes. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, or, or how they say it, the, the 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 Eagles defense are gonna test that ankle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So what you been watching? We missed Bingeables um last week. Um, anything new? Um, yeah, man, I, I watched, uh, uh, I watched a movie last night called, um, the school for good and evil. It's mm-hmm. like a, like kind of got like a Harry Potter kind of vibe to it. Um, you know, it was, it was okay. Yeah. Um, you got Lauren, you got a lot of people, like it's, it was a Netflix movie, you know? So of oh. course you got a lot of people. So you'd expect it's going to be good. You Carrie Washington's in it. Charlize mm-hmm. Theron, Lauren, Fish, Lawrence Fishburne. You know, so we got a we got a, a deep uh, Michelle Michelle Yo is in it. Oh, um, whoever's walking around uh, the studio at the time, right? Netflix <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we got blank checks. You know who's here, right? So, yeah, exactly. But, uh, the movie itself, it wasn't it wasn't that good, but um, but I checked that out. Um, I also started watching this show on HBO. Uh, it's called uh, um, the Sex Lives of College Girls. It's kind of like mm. that show Girls a little bit, but it's like college chicks, but it's not a good show. It's it's, oh. it's the acting like I wrote it off the first season. I'm like, oh, you know, it's got the, they're young, you know, you know, let me give it, you know, second season is just as bad. The act the acting's really bad. Are they being um, salacious? 
not not for the like you would think with a title like that they would be, but not really, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the some of the characters are just too much. I just like they seem too unreal. Like like they have this one chick, Leighton. She's like the one who's like rich and and she's a white blonde chick, and like she starts off with like not caring about any of her roommates and shit like that, and you know like they like uh like she'll say stuff like she's like I really like her, and the one roommate's like man you just met her and you already like her it took you like months to say that about me and she's like I said that about you, and it's like okay we're in season two now we like let's move past that shit like you know right. her being the stuck up chick or whatever because. Like she, the, the actions in the show don't match the words sometimes because she says right. she that, but she's always concerned about them and thinking about them and all. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's I'm probably not gonna keep watching it, but I was checking that out. And then um, I also watched uh, I watched Black Panther. There you go. Ah, I you saw Black Panther. I only saw Wakanda Forever yesterday. So um, what do you think? I liked it. I liked it. Um. You know, it, it it didn't seem like it was. Well, I won't say that. I was gonna say it didn't seem like it was almost three hours. I would say that first hour kind of dragged, and then afterwards, I feel like it picked up. Um, um, overall, I liked it. I thought there was some stuff that I was gonna criticize, and then it's like they, it's like it's like uh, Ryan Coogler saw it coming and he cut me off before I could critic because I was gonna say they haven't had the challenge. Like, what the fuck's going on? And then, it, right when you get to the end, they show the challenge or whatever. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, so never mind. So, <laughs> I thought the music was, like, super dope. They um, did good with the soundtrack, yes. Yeah, soundtrack was good. But, I mean, I expected. The first soundtrack was good. Um, I didn't really care for Siri's character too much. Um, I don't I don't like her as the, as the main. Shuri, I said, Shuri that's what I was Shuri. telling you. Yeah. That's what I was telling you. It, it just doesn't it didn't seem like i don't know and and yeah. it's it sucks because i loved her in the first one yeah like i i liked her a lot right she she's better as a as a side character yeah. but i also wonder if if um wakanda forever is going to kind of be not necessarily its own film like not that like not like it doesn't have a role in the larger mcu but Aside from introducing Namor, it, it's not. It don't really seem connected in that way. Like, like there's no other Marvel characters. There's we no, there's no stone or, or or something that connects to the larger universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and the reason I bring that up is that I wonder if, um, Shuri is the Black Panther just for this episode. And then they do the challenge, and then maybe like Mbaku gets it, and then he becomes the new Black Panther, and then in, whatever that story is ties into the larger MC into the universe, yeah. Because she just seemed really green. Um, and yeah. I think it's maybe she's young. That's a big, big, big role, you know what I mean? Um, for somebody who doesn't have a lot of screen time. Like I I've never really seen her other than you know the Marvel movies, and right. um so she seemed she did seem out of place. How did you feel about um uh Lupita? Um I I liked it. I wish she would have got more screen time. Mm-hmm. Um I liked it. I wish she would have gotten a lot more screen time. Especially given that um I mean, you know, this chick is an Oscar winner. Um, you know, like and and maybe the 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 less screen time is 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 somewhat strategic 
for how they when they do the mid credit scene, you find out she has a kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the, the purpose of doing that, you know. But I, I wish that she would have got more um, more screen time. I also didn't like the fact that uh, they kill off Angela Bassett. I, I, I wasn't I, I, I didn't approve of that. Angela Bassett, this might have been and this is probably just um, prisoner of the moment. But I think this might have been one of her better performances. I agree. Throughout her career, because you just saw so much emotion like to to trigger that emotion, you know, to find that in you to be able to put on screen like she I think she did an amazing job. Like I, t- I told to you, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say her best. I still think what's love got to do with it is probably one of the, the best oh, yes. I've seen from her. Um, But it, it was definitely but she didn't she didn't win shit for what's love. People were saying she should have won an Oscar that year. And mm-hmm. she didn't. Um, she won the, uh, I think it's the, the the SAG Award, Spring Actors Guild. I think she won that award for best or the Golden Globe, one of them awards that they had recently. She won for uh, for best actress, but um, um, yeah, I still think what's love got to do with it. But she was she definitely was powerful in this. That mm-hmm. definitely didn't approve of them killing her. Yeah, she did a good job. Um, I wonder, you know, if from a Black Panther standpoint because Shuri didn't get a lot of great reviews. If to your point in like a black Panther universe, the next movie, if there is one for Wakanda is 18 years later, like they give you a quick blurb of some shit. And then 18 years later, and now it's his son. You know what I mean? I mean, it could like, be. and, 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 and you're, you're not off on that because in the movie, they time jump. You know, it don't feel like it, but they definitely, you know, six, one year later, six years later, mm-hmm. when you meet the kid, the kid is like six or seven years old. And, and you know, you time jump, you know, 10 years, 10, 12 years. And now he's, you know, 18, 19 years old. And his name is already T'Challa. They, right. they tell you that at the end credit scene, his name, he says his name is Prince T'Challa. His his Haitian name is Toussaint. But his, 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 uh, I like how, they, I like that too. You know, that's that's one thing like when we talk about representation, you know, you have this kid, he's growing up in Haiti and, you know, you think, you think about the Michael B. Jordan character, Killmonger saying like how, like, where was Wakanda, you know, when all this stuff was happening to black people throughout history, the slave trade, et cetera, et cetera. And then they, they, in the next movie, they have Lupita raising her kid in Haiti and she names him Tucson. And just in case you don't know that, um, 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 when when uh, Lupita tells him that's a very, I think she says like a powerful name or something like that. Uh, the name comes from there's this guy named Toussaint Toussaint Louvan, Louvantour, and he's the guy that led the revolution to free the slaves in uh, when Haiti rebelled against the French and became the first um, uh, group of slaves to to win the freedom or whatever. He's the he was the leader of that. Gotcha. And, um, um, so, but I thought that that was, you know, a lot of people, I'm not even, I wouldn't even say a lot. Most people I would, don't I would know assume that. most people who saw the movie didn't connect that in any way. You know I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I thought that was like super cool that they, that they threw that in there. And then he was like, but my Wakanda name is, you know, Prince T'Challa or whatever. So I, I think you're right on the money. That's probably where they're going. That was a good plug. That was definitely a good plug because they didn't have to. They didn't, they didn't have to do that, you know, to your point when you talk about representation. Um, yeah, I look forward to it. Um, Namor was a beast. Like, I love that. I, I think that guy, like, just a nobody. And I won't call him a nobody because he's got other roles. I looked him up. But, you know, like, 
they could have easily cast like uh you know Wilma Valderrama or some wild ass shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad they kind of went with a good um you know a guy that actually played the role really well. I thought he did an, an excellent job also. Yeah. And and another thing too and and I don't know if this is just a one off or whatever, but one thing I also liked here is that they don't kill him at the end. Because that was that was complaints that people were making in the in the earlier phases of the MCU. They were like we get these great villains like Thanos like um um uh, Helena from the from Thor, mm-hmm. um, Loki and stuff like, and they, they would kill him off, and it's like now you got to bring in somebody new, and everybody don't got that kind of charisma to to carry you know the the villain side of a of a story, and I thought Namor was a good character or or the actor who played him. I mean, I thought he did a good job in that role, and to bring to have him coming back at some future movie, whether it's in the larger MCU or another. Um, Black Panther movie. I, th- I, th- I thought that was a, a good choice as well. Yeah, I think we'll, I'm sure we'll see him again. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Anything else also, you've been watching? Yeah, I also been watching uh, The Last of Us on HBO. That shit is oh, man. I gotta watch it. I gotta it's watch. Fire. Is it? Yeah, it's good. Like I was crazy. I actually have the video game. It came with my PS4, but I've never played it, so I, I know what it's about. It's like a zombie kind of like Walking Dead kind of thing, but it's mm-hmm. a different. They they take the zombie thing like on a on a on a different level. So it's not like um there's like a backstory tied into it. Um they give you like in the in the first episode, they actually um they actually tell you what happened, but if you're not paying attention, you're not gonna notice it. In the second episode, they kind of spoon feed you a little bit more, you know, to get you to figure out like how the apocalypse basically happened. Right. And then in the third episode, they just flat out tell you. So just okay. in case you didn't catch it in the first two episodes and third, by the time you get to episode three, they just flat out tell you. But um, but yeah, it's, it's really good, man. Um, good acting. The the writing is good. Um, it, it's 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 emotional, man. Like in in all three episodes, in episode one, something happens that definitely is like tearjerker. The daughter. And, I saw yeah, that. Okay. okay, I didn't know you about that. So, so I didn't. I didn't finish that the first episode, but I got about probably sixty percent of the way through it. I fell asleep. Okay, so when the when the daughter thing happens, it's like fuck, man. You know, and people yeah. who play the game. Like I, I feel like I'm reverse Game of Thrones with this because people who play the game because th- that happens in the game from what I've read mm. online. So people already knew that was coming, but for me, when he's like, "Please, sir, please, we're not infected," I'm like, "Yeah, man, come on, don't do it," you know. <laughs> and then when they did, I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> So, um, you know, and then uh, uh, episode two, some shit goes down there that was like super sad. And then, man, episode three, you know, I'll, 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 I don't want to tell you anything about it. Just make sure you got your tissue handy because I mean, they, they, <laughs> yo, they, they cut deep on that one. It really? Like, like, come on, man, this is episode three of a new series. You can't be doing me like this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, I gotta get back to it. I've been planning to. I just never really. I haven't had made the time. I've been watching my. Uh, actually, I could probably start that because I finished my most of my gu- guilty pleasure. I'm all caught up on. Um, you know, I watched the challenge and the MTV challenge shit, mm-hmm. and I've I've been watching it only when I work out or whatever. And um, I've gotten to the point where now I'm caught up. So there's uh 18. I think it's episode 18 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't play until the eighth, so uh, I'm caught up on that. And so I try to watch something that's an hour long, so that I do an hour, you know, of cardio, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so since since that show is an hour, I could probably slot that in. I was gonna just go back to the Sopranos because you know, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> never fails. Right, I can't ever get tired of Sopranos. But so I'll probably slot that in. Yeah, it's good. You you'll like it, man. And and um, you know, uh, I I don't know if you saw in the chat when I put uh, when when we were talking about, I was like, yeah, both of them played in Game of Thrones, and you was like, daughter, and I was like, yeah, you was like, who was she? And I'm like, remember the girl from Falcon? You know, you was like, nah. And I'm like, I'm thinking, like, how does he not remember her? But not until daughter. I watched it, I didn't realize that I thought that the the, the little girl Ellie was the daughter, or mm-hmm. whatever. And then once I watched it, I see like, oh, okay, no, no, he actually the daughter died. Okay, so I, I now I see why there was confusion there, or whatever. But uh, the little girl plays Ellie. She's from Game of Thrones. She played uh, uh, um, Lady Mormont, the little girl who used to go off on the old men, right. And then, uh, and then, uh, Pedro Pasquale, he's the guy who plays Oberyn. She was like a queen, right? Or, or like, no, she, a... she was a lady. She was, uh, she was the head of House Mormont, the house with the bears, right? The guy who was, uh, uh, um, she's the ones who, when they were like, uh, you want us to train girls to fight? And she was like, we're going to train every man, woman, and girl. And they like, she used to be <laughs> cutting them old men down or whatever. Like, so I, I liked her character, but yeah, she's on, that's her. And then uh, Pedro Pasquale, who played who played uh, Oberyn. Okay, yeah, I need to get to get back to that. I did watch. Um, did you watch? Um, you people. Oh yeah, I did. We talked about it last week. Yeah, you, but you I had, hadn't watched it. But you hadn't watched it yet. Yeah, so I want to talk about that. Um, I see a lot of memes, and people are like, "Oh, this is the same as uh, the Bernie Mac." Uh, movie which i forgot what that was called guess who guess who and um that was before i watched it like i was like oh boy here we go but i don't think it i think it was but it wasn't like the concept was the same Mm -hmm. but you know i thought this movie so here's here's the key i think on this movie right um as i watched it i try to be extremely objective in, in my takes while i'm watching it and i'm like a lot of people are like, oh, it's not like that. They're being excessive on the black side or whatever, right? Dads mm-hmm. are not like that and such and such and such. But I think what the world thinks about, and and it's a and here's a double standard, and you're probably not going to, you're like, oh, my God, he's not going to say this. But um, there's a double standard, right? If a black boy brings home a white girl, it's not like that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the mom might be like, a white girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a mom loves their son unconditionally and they're going to get past it right mm-hmm. but a black guy with a black daughter bring home a white boy that is like you know what i mean to me i think that's i think the experience that you would have if tj brought home a white girl versus the experience ej would have if one of his daughters brought home a white boy is completely different like that's the double standard in in the world and and um you know i Watching this movie, I, I is kind of what I got from it. Um, Eddie Murphy, I think he was a little overboard at times. They wrote it a little bit overboard, um, and I also think that they took some of the wrong stuff to identify how you accept someone into black culture. Basketball, a barber shop, like we know that's part of the culture, but is that what you want to gauge? You know, the person that's going to be marrying your child off of, like that's a right. little. That was a little off for me. Um, and, and not not only that, 
but also when he played basketball well, everyone loved him. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like we just like, oh, yeah, he's one of us now. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, that's that's the shit that's that's, you know, kind of off to me. But um, but I thought they did a really good job on, on I thought they did a, a great job on the other side of it, how awkward his parents were, you know, mm-hmm. um. And I also think that they portrayed it really well in the fact that I don't think that his parents in any way prior to if if I'm thinking about them as real people were racist or anything, but they were just so oblivious to what black people go through and deal with and, you know, not involved with, you know, black people that now this is like, like she said, like Lauren London said, a shiny new toy something yeah. for me to learn about and show show about and this is an opportunity for me to show people that I'm not racist and shit like that. So, I thought they did a good job on that side of it, uh personally. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you're you're right on the money with with all of that, you know, um with it being a, a black girl bringing home a white dude. I can definitely see that that dynamic would be different like you said if it was a, a black guy with a white girl. Um but I, I think also, too, the reason why the, the whole thing with the families was kind of a thing was that they specifically tell us in the movie that uh, um, Eddie Murphy is not just Muslim. He's nation. You know what I mean? And, and, and so if you know anything about that, right, you can see why, like, if, if you know anything about, like, things that Farrakhan has said and stuff like that. And the other family being Jewish or whatever, you can kind of see why that kind of became like a, a big conflict. And the thing, I don't, I don't think it was just that he was white. I think the whole religious aspect of it, even though they, they don't talk much about that. But I think that that's kind of like underlying all of the of the main tension, as well as the fact that, you know, black chick bring home a white guy or whatever. And right. I, I think they did a good job on hitting a lot of those tones like um, like a. a it wasn't really key to the movie, but like when she doesn't get that job and then she mm-hmm. talks to, to, um, to Jonah about it. Um, I can't remember his name in the movie, Ezra, but Ezra. when she talks, when she talks to him about it and he's like, Oh, I'll just call my mom's friend and we'll get you hooked up. And she was like, yeah, that's e- like easy. I don't want to do that shit or whatever. You know, like I, I, I shouldn't have to call your mom's friend to get a job. I should have had five years ago, you know? And, and so, you know, um, I, I think it kind of highlights a little bit of the struggle that a black person would have to go through, you know, versus him being a white, well-connected dude or whatever. And, you know, so I, I thought they hit a lot of good notes. I do. Like, I agree. I said that last week. I thought they went a little bit overboard on the uh, on the Eddie Murphy character with how, you know, like, I don't I don't want to necessarily say militant or whatever, but like even when he when you first meet him, he walks in the restaurant, Red Hampton is murdered shirt on. Yeah. And then he's like, Man, look at these niggas in here. Look at that nigga. At that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was just a little bit much. And one thing I didn't like about the movie was that Neil Long was in it. Tell me more. That's the point. Like like she definitely was in it. But like where? <laughs> Like, why cast me along as the wife? Like, I feel like she's somebody who has a history. You know, she's been in the game for a long time. You know, we love her in Friday. Uh, 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 best Man, all, all of the Best Man movies and shit. And then in this movie, she's like this side character that has like... The supporter. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, yeah. like she she's like that waiter in, in, in a restaurant that, you know, they serve the wine and, and they may say, you know, you're very welcome, sir. And then that and then you don't hear from them anymore. Like, why cast somebody with that kind of profile in a movie that they're not going to have any part in? I think they cast her for it and she just didn't do good at it because she did not do well. Like trying to like the, the times that she had to be like overbearing and militant. She was not good to me in this movie. I was like, ooh, this she feels it's almost like she felt uncomfortable on screen saying that, which is a good thing to, you know, what I mean, to her, because that clearly shows that she doesn't feel that way. Right. But, it, you know, um, but being the genius that she is as an actress, you would think she'd be able to channel that better. So I'm thinking maybe they maybe they cast her for it and she just didn't do a good job. So they kind of limited her her uh, her um, her scenes. But um, gotcha. Gotcha. That's, listen, Lauren London. Yeah. Is thick, yeah, thick. Like yeah. she went from like, you know, she thick. <laughs> she got thick. She got thick. And and I don't mean like like I like she put on some weight too. What is what I mean more so. Mm-hmm. Um, she so which, um, but she got big. She got bigger. And um, but she pretty. She's super pretty. Yeah. Um, I like uh, you know who I do like is the, I forget her name, and I probably should look it up. The the girl that plays his podcast co-host. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I like that character. She, I like her as a person. Um, she has a series. She was the one I was telling you guys um, a while back. She actually has a series on on um, HBO, mm-hmm. um, and I forget what it's called. But you would, I think, you would really, really, really enjoy it. You should probably Sam watch J. it. What's her name? Sam J. Sam J. Okay. She's got a show on um, uh, on HBO, uh, and I'll look it up when you start talking. Um, that I think you should watch. I like her a lot. She's funny, uh, but she's real, and I could see like the way she, the way her show is. I could see her writing in some of this. Um, yeah. Like you could, like once you once you watch a couple of her episodes, you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what you mean. You could see her writing in some of this. Um, I love I always loved the uh, I think they did a great job showing like the artistic side and like uh, of everything in California like they do with um, they did with. uh, What was her show? Uh, Um, Insecure. Insecure. Yeah, uh, I love that. I I love that view. It makes me want to go to California, makes me want to see California. I thought they did a a great job there. I even thought Jonah Hill did a good job. Um, I, I thought the point that you're making about it, like showing the, the city and stuff, I, I felt like that was a Lauren London influence, like especially like given that, you know, she was with Nipsey Hussle. And mm-hmm. um, I, I wonder if like she kind of got them to do that because it, it, it uh, I don't I don't think I don't I don't I wonder if they would have done that if she wasn't in the show, you know, because that's the that's the feel I got from it. Yeah, I wish they would have had a little bit more or some nip in there. Um but I also saw, so I saw them kind of um, today. They kind of killed a little bit. Uh, one of the dudes, so one of the dudes that played his um, one of his guys at the bachelor party. Um, he's got a podcast, and I forget his name, but he came out and said that the last scene where they kissed was they didn't really kiss; it was CGI. What? Yeah, like they got close, and then they CGI the rest of the kiss. Like uh, Jonah Hill and and Lauren London really didn't kiss in that. Hmm. Like like COVID reasons or something? Like maybe in her contract reasons. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
But I thought I, I mean I thought Jonah Hill did a good job. He always plays that 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 role of this person's making me feel cringy great. And he did a good job like showing like his mom and shit. I yeah. wish we had gotten more from the sister because I thought she had a lot of personality when we first met her. I agree. I agree. And, I like I like that character a lot. Yeah, I was expecting when they got to the um the bachelorette shit with all the black girls that we would get more of the sister there and we just didn't besides yep. the the apology and I wish we had because I thought she could have um she could have done a good job. She would have played a great part there yeah. if they could have I 100% agree. 100% agree. I like the dad too, David uh, Duchovny, Duchovny from X-Files. <laughs> um like for him, I don't think he was necessarily like the mom where the mom is just like, you know, she's just saying shit and don't really know what she's saying. Like if I felt like he really liked the exhibit in the like he, he kept bringing that shit. He's like, I like X to the Z. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> then he told the story, his grandma. <laughs> he told Exhibit's family story. I was dying. Yeah, he did they did a good job, man. There was some funny shit in there too. I, I liked it. I liked it. Um Anthony Anderson was in it. Uh there was a lot of a lot of faces in that shit. Mm-hmm. I lo- it's always joint. Yeah, it's always good to see some of those, you know, some of those black faces in there. Like, I love seeing Kim Fields in there. Like, uh, or is it Kim Fields? No, Kim Fields is uh, was Regine. Uh, uh, dang it. Come on, Lala? No, no, not Lala. The one that made the toast. OG from. Uh, was she an Amen? Was she an Amen? Um, I'm, I just pulled up the cast just now. I'm trying to see who you're talking about. I know her name's Kim. I don't know. It's definitely not Kim Fields. Kim Fields is uh was Regine on um Living Single. I got the cast pulled. There's nobody named Kim on here. Man, I'll look it up. Um, other than that though, I thought it was you know overall I thought they did a pretty good job though. I thought a lot of people aren't liking it and and stuff, but. It was all right, you know. To me, I thought it was all right. Yeah, person. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't one like I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I haven't watched much of anything else. Uh, of course, the you know the challenge and stuff like that, and and you know just that kind of stuff. But. Um. So there's a uh, so tell me something more about this. Uh, this Chinese balloon. So um, it was basically a, the Chinese said this. This is not true, but it was basically a um, a uh, a surveillance balloon that they were flying over here, and it probably was like taking pictures of stuff, you know, certain sites and things like that that they needed from an intelligence standpoint. There's, I believe, there was actually two of them. I'm not 100 percent sure, because it may, maybe it's just that when I heard about it, the balloon was in a certain place, and then once they shot it down, it was somewhere else. So maybe that's why I was thinking it was two. But, um, um, you know, these kind of things happen, you know, like countries spy on each other, you know, uh, the Pentagon actually said that they, they sent three balloons over here during the, uh, they just said during the last administration, they just mean like while Trump was in office, but we didn't do anything about it or whatever. So, um, it probably was some kind of intelligence gathering thing. They fly it over some sensitive site. It probably has some super high tech camera take a bunch of pictures and then send it back to China. Um, but I saw somebody who I saw somebody who did a thread on it and on a Twitter and they were saying that from the reports that the Pentagon put out, they said that they actually were able to block the um the uh like what the balloon could see. 
And I thought they just meant like they covered some shit up like on the ground, but they meant like they were like blocking. They basically like hacked the balloon basically and was blocking the shit that it was doing. And then because the balloon was communicating back to China, whatever signal it was sending, we were intercepting that. And so we were basically spying on the balloon. And then once it got over, um, they said that Biden ordered it shot down on Wednesday. But the the military folks agreed that they should wait until it wasn't over land because the balloon was 18 and a half miles up, meaning that it was basically in space. And um, um, because it was so high up, the debris field could be extremely wide and they didn't want it to fall on property. So they waited until it got over water and then shot it down off the uh, coast of Myrtle Beach. Gotcha. Kim Whitley was her name. Um, she was the one that played in... Um... Next Friday, she was the girlfriend to Uncle Elroy, or yeah, Uncle Elroy. Oh, okay. Damn, she's, she's listed on here on the cast she, list that I got. Yeah, that she's in a bunch of. Uh, she's she's old school, old yeah, school. Yeah. Um. So yeah, her and I, it was good seeing her too. Mm. Um. So so the thing about this uh this balloon, um, is everyone seems like ah oh, well it's nothing, but what if it's like. What if there's plans? Like, is there any potential that there could be plans behind it? Like, oh, yeah, we're just seeing the lay of the land. But um, like I've seen one conspiracy that I've seen recently or today, this morning, as I was scrolling through my timeline, which is probably why I'll take a break from social media here soon. But um, <laughs> uh, as I'm scrolling through the timeline, they say it's a potential um, uh, a plan, China potentially planning for like an EMP attack. You know, to take down electronics and stuff like that. Like, any any thoughts or consideration behind that? Do you think that's just uh, you know conspiracy conspiracy theorists conspiring? I think that's just conspiracy theorists conspiring. Like, because I mean, any country, every every country has plans on how to attack. Like, we you know we hear about it all the time. The Pentagon has plans somewhere in the building on how we would fight any country. Canada, they're our next door neighbor, ally to the north. We have plans on how we would defeat them, you know, even though we're friends with them. We have plans on the Mexicans and then, you know, fucking Brazil and Japan and whoever else, you know. So, you know, countries do this kind of stuff all the time. The, the, the difference is, is that we typically don't hear about this stuff. Right. And so, like yesterday, when I said when I posted that thing in the chat to you and I was like, what do you think we use the SR-71 for? which is a spy plane. It's a high altitude spy plane. It flies way higher than like commercial flights. I think commercial flights go like 30, 30,000 feet, 30 to 35,000 feet, something like that. And the SR-71 is like at 70, 80,000 feet, you know, in the air. And that thing was flying over Russia and China, taking all kind of pictures and all kind of shit of stuff on the ground. And nobody ever knew about it until one year in the, I think it was in the 90s. And this plane's been around since like the 60s, right? And right. one year, like in the late 80s or 90s or something like that, they had a, an emergency on board and they had to do an emergency landing. And so they ended up having to land in Russia. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> you know, it's like the Russians are like, where the fuck this plane came from? That's asking to land, you know, because. But I mean, the plane had been around since like the late 60s at this point, you know, right. So this is stuff that countries do to each other. It's just that we don't normally hear about it, you know, but now, you know, everybody got these high, you know, resolution cameras and shit like that with all the technology that we have access to just as ordinary people. 
you know, and somebody could see the balloon. Hey, there's a fucking balloon flying over Kansas. Like, the fuck is that? You make a social media post, and then it gets it gets shared a couple times. It gets picked up, and then next thing you know, people start asking questions, and now the, the defense department has to comment on it, you know, and then maybe at first they come out and say, yeah, no comment on that, and they say, why they have no comment? Like, you know, obviously it seems like they know something, not you know, and it becomes like a whole thing, you know? So I think it's just something that normally happens in the shadows that we don't ever hear about. And then now it's like, oh, shit, you know, like and, and, and to give you like a sports reference for us Dolphins fans. Right. We just hired Vic Fangio as our defense coordinator. Right. Vic Fangio interviews. He doesn't sign in the room. And then like three days later, he agrees to terms. It gets leaked out that he agrees to terms. And then all these media reports come out saying, well, he, he might not go to Miami. He's still looking at other teams. He just interviewed with Carolina, you know, two days after you said that he agreed to terms. Now he's interviewing with, with, uh, uh, um, I think with San Fran or whatever. Like, I, you sure he's going to Miami? Us Dolphins fans are like freaking out, but normally we don't hear about that kind of shit. Like back, like back in the day, you know, before all the social media, Adam Schefter became like huge in football. You didn't right. get a tweet saying the Miami Dolphins just interviewed Vic Fangio. It's like. You're sitting down watching Sports Center one night and like, hey, the Dolphins hired Vic Fangio. He's like, oh, I remember that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know, I like that hire. And yeah, didn't even <laughs> didn't even know they were interviewing him. Right, but now <laughs> we kind of see the whole like it's like you know how they say you shouldn't see the sausages getting made. Mm-hmm. It's like we see the whole shit now or whatever. So I think that's partly why people are freaking out. It's just that we're seeing stuff that we traditionally don't see. These new telescopes and shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know. There's a lot of conspiracies. What if it was a UFO and um, they paid somebody to start the China balloon uh, theory? <laughs> like, you know, them shits be out there, bro. Yeah. Um, and, and they probably did it that way with a balloon because they probably figured it's easier to do the balloon. One, the balloon can go up higher because you don't got to have a person in it. So mm-hmm. it goes up 18 and a half miles. It's, it's basically in space. And, you know, it can easily surveil shit. But you know, if 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 people have that theory, it was a probe. Maybe the probe was we're gonna send this balloon up to take some pictures, which is great. But also, we want to see if they can see it. You know, oh yeah, how how good are their defenses? If you know, can they see it or whatever? And then we, and we say, yeah, we we saw it from the beginning. We, yeah, we, we got you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, and you know, with with a lot of stuff that countries are capable of. You know, it's not like they highlight this shit and advertise like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, we didn't know that they actually launched it. And so we we knew when it took off and knew once it got to our airspace, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, right. um, it's just like when um, I don't know if you remember that flight back in uh, like 2015, the Russians shot down that plane. Um, it was like a Malaysian flight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, they, the Russians said it was an accident or whatever. But at first when it happened. They said that, oh, that wasn't us. And then the Obama administration was like, no, that was the Russians. And we know it was them because we monitor all missile strikes that come from Russia. So we saw when they launched the missile and we saw when it impacted and we saw when the shit, when the plane hit the ground or whatever. It was you. And they put out like all this shit about it. And then the Russians couldn't deny it anymore. So they basically said, oh, it was an accident. You know, it it was a rogue unit, you know, that kind of thing. Like It wasn't like the government sanctioned taking down a commercial airplane you know what i mean mm-hmm. but you know it's it's normally these types of things that we don't see happen that's happening in the you know in the in the you know high up parts of the, in government. the shadows yeah yeah okay 
Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, if we see war with China coming, we know what happened. Um, you know, I hear what you're saying, man. And part of me, you know, I, I mean, I was in the military. We, you know, used to talk about the Russians and shit like that when I was in. And after seeing what's happening in Ukraine, I, I mean, I think some of these fears of other country might be a little bit overblown. The, 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 like the Russians in Ukraine, they seem incompetent. You know, they I mean, should not. Right. That shouldn't even be close. Right. And, and, and I mean, we haven't seen China have to fight. So, you know, we don't know. But it could be like us. Like, man, they got all these people. They got their army is this big. And man, we don't want it with them. You know, and it's like we were saying that about the Russians for years. And we see them struggling to fight in Ukraine. It's like, you know, so, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. If we should be. I mean, they got nuclear weapons. So, you know, we, we should fear that. But I mean, if we were like going head, head to head, you know, I don't. I don't know how how nervous we should be. Yeah, plus it's rare that any fighting ever happens on U.S. soil anyway. So right. the you know the, the military and the government do a great job of that, which people never credit them for keeping that shit the fuck off of our goddamn soil. Like right. that's a major key, um, you know, and I think that's extremely underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think when you talk about hand-to-hand combat, yeah, China probably got us because they got more people. But let's 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 be honest here: who's who's fighting these days? Like he's squaring up in the middle of a battlefield. This ain't right. Braveheart, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? Go ahead, put all million of your people out there. We got something for that. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be quick and hot. How about that? So, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, the the fear of other countries probably overblown. Like we said, all these years, people have been like, yo, the one one country you don't really, really want it with is Russia. And, well, we see in Russia, not it. <laughs> you know, yeah. they they looking like um, they looking like the Bills in the playoffs right now. I mean, John McCain said it back when he was, you know, living. He said uh, Russia is basically a gas station with nuclear weapons. <laughs> like they're they're oil rich, oil rich country. They got nuclear weapons. You know, they're, they're I mean, from what I'm seeing, you know. Yeah, that's not it. I think yeah, I think what you got to worry about mostly when when you talk about those these other countries and stuff is that you know <clears throat> the concern is that they get they'll get to their wits end quicker, you know, um and they could potentially set it off. Like that's that's the the main key, but the fact that if it's if it's just, you know, apples to apples, there's probably no chance, you know, yeah. in most cases. And and that's the whole thing with like with the that's why some people who advocate saying that we shouldn't have nuclear weapons at all, that's one of the main reasons is that like your point, they get to their wits end and they wanna, you know, take it all the way. You know, they say the whole thing about mutually assured destruction. You know what I mean? So you launch mm-hmm. yours, we're gonna launch ours, and then like nobody wins in the end. You know, so and that's so, you know, to me that's a crazy, crazy like rethinking and you're thinking about this now like it's a crazy um conversation how we've always been like yo these cats will always you know somebody could do it and that's an amazing decision you know you know how much you know of a thought that it would take to actually do it and the fact that we haven't seen it like from russia is like okay so this guy's not as bad as y'all say you know what i'm saying like he's bad but he got some kind of fucking uh heart because he could easily been like you know what man all right yeah and like now you know they talk about um most countries don't admit to having them but they they, you know you hear i mean you hear people talk about like tactical nuclear weapons what they mean by that is it's like 
unlike when we launched nukes in Japan during World War II, you know, you drop a bomb and the shit just destroys everything within miles. Like a tactical nuke would do like the same amount of damage, but like in a very localized area. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, news reports say that Russia has those. I don't know if we have them and we don't like advertise our nuclear weapons and shit, but I would imagine if they have them, we probably have them as well. But um, um, some people thought like they could do something like that, you know, but who the, who the hell knows, man? So, um, you know, you just you never know, man. So it's like you got to just, <laughs> you know, got to just keep, gotta, gotta keep your keep your wits about you. But but, you know, just keep living day to day and not fucking try to get worry too, too much about it, you know, get too crazy. Yeah, they you know, I guess you, you don't get to that kind of power, whether it be a dictator or whatever you want to call it, without having some type of level of responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, we could have apps we could have seen it in past years easily. Saddam and you know anybody. So shit, I'm surprised uh Kim Jong un like this guy's yeah. like, yo, I, I got it. I got it and I'll do it. And mm-hmm. you know, everybody's like, Yeah, is this guy there yet? Or so but um yeah. So what else is going on in um in the political world? Anything big? I haven't seen much on the on the news. Um it's basically the the debt ceiling is essentially consuming most uh political things. So so you're not gonna hear much about politics for the next two years until we get to the presidential. To this election time. And, and the reason why is that um, the Republicans aren't going to pass anything that Biden, that Biden wants to sign. So they're going to mm-hmm. pass bills, but they're going to go to the Senate and die. And uh, uh, um, so the, the, the biggest things that you're going to see come out of this Congress is going to be the debt ceiling once they finally get get there and then Biden signs it. And then next year when they got to do the budget, very likely they're not going to pass a budget. So they'll pass what's called a continuing resolution, which means that they're just continuing whatever the last budget was. And other than that, that's that's mostly the stuff that gets passed. There will be other stuff that goes to Biden. That's, that's not like high profile, like when they rename a post office or you know shit like that. But there's not much signature legislation that's going to come out of the Congress because of it being divided now. Um, so like I said, you, you, it's mostly being consumed by the debt ceiling. Um, next week on uh, this coming Tuesday is the State of the Union. So uh, Biden will go to Congress, deliver his State of the Union address. Um, on Friday, we got the jobs numbers. Um, people were in, it was a crazy shock. Uh, estimates came in. Economists were saying they thought it was going to be around 187,000 jobs created in January. And when the numbers came out, it was 517,000 jobs created. So, Damn. Yeah. So Biden came out took a huge victory lap, you know. <laughs> Said nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, what y'all was saying about that? <laughs> so uh um you had that uh unemployment rate went down, lowest unemployment rate in 60 years. Um um and but yet I- we still hear about all these um tech companies and you know yeah. doing layoffs and cuts and shit like that, which you know I'm wondering we we hear about all these jobs created and but we also hear about all these jobs lost like are the jobs created like you know 
movie theater ushers because the theaters open back up. Like, what are we, what are we seeing here? Well, they tell when if you ever look at the report, which nobody ever does, like the media, you know, they they like if you watch like CNBC, they like break down the report some, and they'll talk about like, oh, it was this many jobs created in the healthcare sector, this many created in uh, you know manufacturing or whatever, you know. So they'll they'll break it down like that, but they don't really go into too much granular detail. They usually just mostly stick with the top number, five hundred seventeen thousand jobs, and it's like that means things are going great, you know. Or it, like like they they always base it off of the estimates, right? So economists are saying one hundred eighty seven thousand jobs. If it came in at one eighty, they'll say, oh, you know, the administration missed. We're we're behind on jobs. This is not good. If they come in, if they come in at like right above, you know, they they said one eighty seven. It came in at 190. They'd be like, I mean, it's it's okay, but it's not on track with what we need to do. Boop, boop. It comes way over. It's like, holy shit. Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's kind of like the media's reaction. They don't really give a lot of details, you know, and 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 that's partly what it's stuff like that is why I always say the media is failing us, right? Because mm-hmm. us as citizens, we don't is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Right. And and like let me give you an example. Like, so economists are saying. We think based on the data that we see, there's going to be about 187,000 jobs created. Okay, cool. The government comes out and says, actually, there was 517,000 jobs created. Okay, cool. Is that good or bad, though? Because it sounds like they beat the estimates. So that's good, right? But we're having this problem with inflation right now. So if you have all these jobs created, that's more people out there working, more money in the pipeline. You know, it could keep prices up. So so is this huge blowout jobs number a good thing? You see what I'm saying? But you don't see reports on that. There's no breakdown of, you know, how you should feel. I mean, I'm glad those 517,000 people are working. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. is this good for the country overall at this point of where things are in the overall economy, like on, like on the macro sense? You know what I'm saying? And there's not a lot of media out there that's that's telling you that, you know, so. Us as like the, the peons, we see the news and say, oh, they say it was supposed to be 187. It was actually 517. All right, Joe, that's why I voted for him. You know, we keep it moving, not knowing whether or not this is actually good or bad, you know? Yeah. And and so <clears throat> another thing I saw recently is or I think I saw it yesterday is that the, um, the EV tax credit was uh, expanded some. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, which is a good thing, I think, personally. Yeah. They're trying to they're basically trying to uh, get more people to want to buy electric vehicles and uh, um, the White House. Biden didn't meet with him personally, but the White House had some meetings with Elon Musk. That was one of the big things that people in tech were saying that, uh, you know, they're pushing towards EV, but they're not talking to Elon at Tesla, which is the, the largest, you know, EV company at this point right now, you know. And part of the reason why is that Biden doesn't like Elon Musk because Elon Musk doesn't have union shops Um, Mm -hmm. and Biden's a union guy. So um, I think that's part of the reason why. But at some point, you got to be like, yo, these people, they made the first EV. Their shit is thriving. You know, we you know, you don't like it, but you you, got to you got to talk to them. You know what I mean? And so. uh, So, yeah, so they've expanded that EV uh, tax credit. Um, the other thing that's that's happening in on the political space is uh, the Republicans kicked off some Democrats off their committees. Um, they kicked off Adam Schiff of California as well as Eric Swalwell of California off the intelligence community up the intelligence committee, and then they kicked off uh, Ilhan Omar, the congresswoman from uh, Minnesota, off of the Foreign Relations Committee. From what they say, 
it's basically, you know, they claim that Adam Schiff was leaking a bunch of information from the Intel committee. And um, um, they say with Eric Swalwell, they got a briefing from the FBI about some shit that he did or whatever. But that is kind of like a hint of truth there. The FBI did brief them on some shit going on with Swalwell, but it's nothing bad that he did. They actually something was happening. I, I read the story. I can't remember exactly. Something was going on in his office and then he helped them like resolve the shit or whatever. And so they briefed the Congress on it. But they're, because we don't really know the, the 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 details, they're just using the fact that there was some kind of FBI involvement. We can't trust this guy, so we got to get him off the intel committee. Even though the FBI mm-hmm. says nothing to see here, he actually helped us with this thing or whatever, you know. So, but we don't know what it is. But they kicked him off, and then right. Johan Omar, um, they kicked her off of the intel committee for um, anti-Semitic remarks that she made back in 2019. So, um, and really, but really what this is about is retribution because Fuck around, find off, out. they kicked off Paul Gosar. He's a congressman. So remember what I said about the three Democrats that got kicked off. They, they, they said Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff leaked some information. We don't know if that's true or not. Swalwell, some kind of FBI thing that we don't, we know there is an FBI thing, but from the, what the FBI said, he was helping them, not like involved in some kind of crime or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then Ilhan Omar, they said she said some anti-Semitic shit in 2019, which something the Congress voted on something for Israel back then. And she tweeted out, it's all about the Benjamins. And um, so that's that anti-Semitic. They that's what they said at the time. A bunch of Democrats even criticized her. She came out and apologized for it. You know, again, 2019. Do you think that's anti-Semitic? I don't. Okay. So the, so that's what these Democrats got kicked off for. That this real the real reason is this basically retribution for Democrats kicking off Paul Gosar off his committee's last Congress because he put out a video of him killing AOC, a cartoon version of it on his Twitter of him killing AOC. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then they kicked off Marjorie Teller Green, the chick from Georgia. Well, um, yeah. They kicked her off for um she was like going through the halls of Congress, like basically like for for social media hype, like harassing other members of Congress or whatever. So she was just like going the hallway with them, have her staff recording while she's like getting up in their faces and doing all kind of crazy shit or whatever. What is wrong with these people, yo? Like, I just, I will never, I still just don't like, I don't get it, yo. Like I watch. It's not them, Steve. It's us. Right. Because remember, so so, hear me out for a second, right? Marjorie Teller Green, you know how she, you know how she got big. She was on Facebook. This is before she became a congressperson. She was on Facebook talking about how, you know, QAnon shit, the school shootings were a hoax, and there's this kid named David Hogg. He was in the Parkland shooting, the one that happened down in South Florida. He's mm-hmm. one of the survivors, and he became a big advocate for um for gun control. So whenever he would go to D.C she would go to D.C. and, like, be harassing him on the street and shit, talking shit to him, yelling at him and stuff. Mind you, when this was happening at the time, this kid was 17. So he was a kid. She was a grown-ass lady (laughs) flying to D.C. from Georgia, harassing this 17-year-old kid about why he wanted to take away people's guns, take away their rights, or whatever, right? And posting it on Facebook. And that's how she got, that was like her claim to fame in the right wing, and then she ran for Congress. So people saw that shit on Facebook and said, 
we need that in the House of Representatives. Yeah. And that's, that's what I mean when I say it's on us or whatever, because we don't have to vote for these people. Right. And I, I mean, I get it. She don't represent you. She's not my representative or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the American people vote and put these people in office. How she keep winning? How they keep winning? That's the question. Well, that's the scary. District, that's the scary part. Her district gerrymander is it's a heavily fake. It's a heavily gerrymandered Republican district. It's like a it's one of those like 65, 35 districts. So even if a bunch of Republicans say I can't do it. She's still gonna win because it's, it's not enough. I can't do it to, to get the Democratic opponent over the top. Mm. So she would have to lose it. She's not gonna lose a general election. She would have to lose in the primary and get knocked off the ticket. But you know, people seem to like the crazy. And then and also with both of them, they also were uh, they that guy Nick Fuentes, the white supremacist dude who went to dinner with Kanye and Trump. Mm-hmm. Both of them spoke at his white nationalist rally as well, which was another reason they kicked them off committees. So those are the the, the way the Republicans are kind of equating the two. But I see, yeah, like I said, we don't have to, we don't have to vote for those people. What we do? I see my boo AOC uh, clap back at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Did you see that? Marjorie Taylor Greene was like, uh, "I've repeatedly asked you to debate me, but you've been a coward and can't even respond." Uh, but you go on CNN and lie about me. When are you uh, going to be an adult and actually debate me on policy instead of run your mouth like a teenage girl? That was Marjorie Taylor Greene to AOC. Mm-hmm. And so and this is via Twitter. And so AOC turns around and says, hey, there, in case you forgot, <laughs> we sit on the same committee, which debated for the first time this week. I don't blame you if you forgot. You spent almost no time there <laughs> in the few minutes you did show up. You claimed one elementary school got five billion dollars to teach CRT and then put a smiley face at the end. <laughs> I didn't see the clap back, but I actually did see that moment where um where that happened, where um they're they're in this committee hearing. The 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 Republicans are investigating COVID money and how the COVID money is being spent on CRT and to teach our kids to be gay, you know. And so she asked the guy who's the comptroller for the 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 goa which is the uh or the ga the gao the government accountability office right mm-hmm. and so the comp the count the comptroller is basically the government's accountant right and so she's like you know mr smith or whatever his name is um did any money go to teach crt and he was like a congresswoman um basically written within the law like money can't be used for and he like lays out like how it can't be used for like specific kind of you know, whatever, however it's category, you know, some kind of government terms or whatever. Right. And she's like, I hate to break it to you, but an elementary school in, in Chicago got $5.1 billion, billion with a B, to teach CRT to our kids, to teach them to hate their white skin. And he was like, he's looking like, the fuck? you know, and I think part of the reason he's looking like, what the fuck is that one? He knows that that's probably not true, even if he don't know specifically what she's talking about. He knows it's not true. Two, he probably also knows since he's the government accountant that $5.1 billion to a single elementary Steve, the whole the school. Of the school budget is probably not even $5 billion. Right. She says $5 billion to one, to one elementary school. They're crazy. People are bro. idiots, yo. They're crazy. They're absolutely They're crazy. Um, they, yeah, and, but she says it to him, like, you know, I hate to break it to you, you dumbass, but five, and he's looking like, <laughs> is, is this a bit serious? <laughs> like, right, 
Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I guess nothing too much. Uh, tax season's here, obviously. Seems like W-2s come so quickly now that I got to pay these motherfuckers. <laughs> when I was getting a refund, my W-2s would come January 31st. <laughs> like, every year. Now that I got to pay my W-2s, I already got my W-2s. They came, like, on the 7th. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. I got my, I got mine. I haven't filed yet, though. I'm waiting to get all get everything that I need uh, so I can do it. I want to just do it all in one day. What I've noticed is uh, I use TurboTax. I do the shit myself. And <clears throat> it seems like when you go on TurboTax and, and you start off on the free version, it will be mm-hmm. like, yo, to, to up to the, you know, whatever version you need to file your taxes, you can. it's going to cost this much. We're going to discount it for you. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll click on it. And then it'll be like, oh, it's $49.99 for the, the premium or whatever. But then, like, I'll save it where I'm at and then come back a couple days later and finish. And then it'll be like $59.99. So it seemed like that that $49.99 price is only if I do it that day. So I was like, I'm going to wait till I got all my paperwork together, file my taxes, like, start to finish all in one day and uh, and uh, and get it done. But I'm hoping to get some savings this year because my um, mortgage company actually sent me a, a link that I get a discount with TurboTax uh, through them. And then on my credit card, I got a um, thing for, I think it's it's either $15 off or 15% off whatever I pay with TurboTax, like a, like a credit card coupon or whatever. So I'm going to make yeah. my credit card. You're going to have to do the long form. That shit's fucking pain in the ass now that you got the house. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they'll end up turning back now that so many companies are um, going back to... Um, on-site work if they'll turn back on or if they'll you know re-enable the tax credit for a home office because remember they stopped that okay so that's something you should probably look into too because you can get a percentage back if they if they uh restarted that you get a percentage back for whatever square footage you say you use for home office okay so i have to look into that I've never. I mean, I've been working from home for years, but I've never filed anything for that. Yeah, you crazy. When I worked, when I was working at home for Apple, that's when um, that's when I learned about it. I'm like, oh shit, okay. But, hey. also, but remember, we were talking that one time, and I was saying I also usually don't have enough deductions to itemize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually just take the standard deduction because my deductions usually aren't high enough to itemize. I'm not gonna get there. I, 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 not this year. I don't think I'm ever going to get, I think we got there one year with some medical bills, but that was a year. Yeah, close one year with, with med, for, because of medical, that was the year that, um, when she had to have surgery and all that shit and all my co-pays and everything, I got close, but I still was like 4,000 under. And, that, yeah. and that's probably why they make the standard deduction so high. So that way it's like, you know, most people aren't going to get there. So it was like, just take the right. standard. I think it's like 25,000 or something like that. The hope is to not get there, especially with medical bills. Because if you get through medical bills, that means some shit happened. You had a rough year. So kind of glad. Um, Yeah, so tax season is is here. It's great. Um, That's it, man. I don't think I have anything else. What you got? Millionaires. Huh? I say about to start seeing the millionaires. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tax season ballers. Trips on trips on trips. (laughs) So what is it? February? So, yeah, about April-ish. There's going to be a lot of people in Dominican oh. Republic, Mexico, Miami. Like, watch watch this space. It's going to be. I'm buying, I'm buying all the eggs. Yeah, them, you're right. Right. Them, 
them tax season uh tax season ballers is popping up. Speaking of eggs, um so I didn't know that the did you say this last week or did I hear it somewhere else? Or maybe you said in the chat about the bird flu. Yeah, I mentioned it last week on the pod. Oh, okay. All right. So now that we makes millions of birds. That makes a little bit more sense. Millions of uh, chickens uh, specifically. People people are uh up in arms about these eggs, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's it's kind of like I I say this shit all the time. It, it, it's funny, but it's it's not. It's, it's just you know, we're. It makes me sound like an asshole when I say it, but we're such an uneducated people, and and it's just because most people are living their lives right. They don't pay attention to anything. They don't know anything that's happening in the world, you know. So it's like I went to the store and eggs were three dollars, and now they're eight dollars. What the fuck is going on? Thanks, Biden. You know, and. <laughs> They that's it. All they know is egg prices went up. It's Joe Biden's fault. That's it, you know. But you know, there's a fucking bird flu. Like the like the the president or the you know they can't control if viruses are going around. You know what I mean? The only thing they can try to do is mitigate the shit. And some do it well, and you know some don't. You know, and 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 that's 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 really it. You know what I mean? But they had to put down millions of birds, um, and so. You know, chicken prices are high, egg prices are high, and then once you know they can, uh, these farmers get their chicken stock uh, uh, built back up, then I think you probably should see prices on on a on a chicken itself, and then eggs stabilize. You know, so it's just it's just one of those things, man. You know, shit shit happens, and. You know, sometimes these things happen, and, and like I, like we were talking about with the with the with the spy balloon, right? Sometimes this stuff happens, and it's like local, and so maybe you know they had to put down a hundred thousand birds, and you might see the price spike a tiny fraction, but not that much to 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 where it's like insanely noticeable. You know, kind of like mm-hmm. if gas prices go from three fifteen to three twenty five, you know, like damn, gas price went up, but. It's not like a huge dent in the budget to, to you know what I mean? But it's bearable. Yeah. But in this case, you you know, like if gas shot from like with eggs, it goes from three dollars to fucking eight dollars. That shit is like, yo, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like there's a reason behind this shit. You know, it's a supply and demand issue, and, and there's not a lot of fucking supply right now. It's gonna take a while for the healthy birds to lay eggs and you know, and then they gotta hold back, you know, it's not just those healthy birds laying eggs, they gotta hold those eggs back. To hatch them, you know what I mean? <laughs> to make then, more chickens, right? And then they got to let those chickens grow up to to get to egg producing <laughs> age, or you know what I mean? Like it's just a process. It's not like they, you know, they grow chickens in the lab at, at, at this point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess the easy route is just to go get some chickens, and you wouldn't have this problem. Actually, I know some people with some chickens. I'm about to see about some eggs. <laughs> see a man about eggs, dozen eggs. Them shit's expensive right now, bro. Yeah. Not even just expensive. I, I mean, listen, groceries have gone up. And, and ultimately, I guess, depending on how you live your life, I don't watch the price of a specific item. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't see it until people bitch about it. <laughs> like, I look at the overall bill. Like, my grocery bill went from $98 to $127 a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And I don't know why, but... Fuck it. It did. You know, you uh-huh. it's shit that you can't live without. It's different than like, oh, electricity went up. They're charging more, you know, right. or whatever. Like this is, hey, I got it. You got to eat. You got to fucking buy groceries. Can't control it. 
don't complain, don't bitch. Um, but um, yeah, man, eggs. It's more so the shortage for me. Like when you walk in, and then you go to like the the aisle for the chicken or the chicken fridge. You go to the uh, egg fridge, and you're like, damn, ain't no eggs. <laughs> What's wrong with you know? What's going on here? I want. I be going to Costco, and you know, Costco got signs up. You know, two dozen max. <laughs> like y'all, wild. People be in there fucking, and it's not like eggs don't go bad. So I don't see how people go in there and just buy like you know, you know I'm gonna buy ten dozen eggs. Right, go bad. You you gonna eat eggs every day? Right, it's crazy, man. Yeah, that shit. I mean, but then you think about like, you know, because in my mind, and again, this is me like just being some dude thinking up some shit. I'm like, they should just be like, yo, we're not selling any eggs for like a month. And then all those eggs that would have got sold, you know, you leave them shits on the farm to hatch and let's just get, you know, let's mass reproduce these birds or whatever, you know, and, and go from there. But then people like how much is, is, is eggs used in, you know, yeah, so people if there's no that. eggs, you ain't going to have no, no pancakes or no cakes or no, you know, anything like baked basically, you know, so restaurants like, right. Yeah, man. So yeah. that is so, all, you know, but again, that's why people who are, you know, hopefully experts are in charge of shit like this and not me because because <laughs> I would come up with something like that. Yeah, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit your day job. Keep on. <laughs> but take some time off from having ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. I think uh, I think that brings us pretty square. Anything that uh, that you can think of that we didn't cover that we might should cover. Um. Ah, uh, you know, if you want to touch on your boy uh, Kyrie real quick, I would never touch on a boy. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. if you'd like to discuss <laughs> Kyrie Irving, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> uh, Kyrie requested a trade, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Why? Why? From what I read, it said that they've been talking contract and uh, some kind of extension, and I guess he don't like what he's hearing, so now he wants to be traded. Well, they said they also came back to that and said that he replied and said, even if they gave me a max deal, I wouldn't. It's more about the team than being, you know, than the money at this point. Mm. Harry's already gotten paid, and you know, I think, I think right now. It's unfortunate, but I think this is an emotional decision that he's making. Um, KD is hurt. He's out there fighting his ass off every night, and they're losing a lot of games, close games, and there's just nobody there, no help, you know, because KD's hurt. But then on top of it, how much help can you get when you got this other superstar that you traded for, Ben Simmons, who just refuses to shoot the fucking ball? Like, my dude. How do you, like, he needs, they need to check him. Like, he's not right. He's, yeah. there's, there is something mentally wrong with this man that he could be wide. Like, I've been watching a lot of Nets games because I've been playing a lot of FanDuel and I use Kyrie a lot because there's an opportunity there because he should be the primary scorer. Right. And I'm watching these games and this dude will have wide open lanes. And he'll stop and look around and look for somebody to give the ball to. Like, it's it's bad, yo. It's bad. I thought, you know, the year off and everything, he would get. It's I don't think it's a confidence thing. 
he's got something mentally wrong. There's something wrong in his brain. I mean, he may um, need to see a sports a sports uh, psychologist or something, man. Maybe some kind of mental block or something that's just dude. I dude, you got no KD there, Kyrie there with a bunch of supporting cast, and you're taking four shots a game. There is a problem. You're the other star. What are we doing? Like, um, I probably would have cut him. I like I, yeah. or trade him, get rid of him. Some like I wouldn't even hold on. So I think so. I say that to say I think partially from a Kyrie standpoint, he's probably thinking like, all right, we're stuck with this asshole. <laughs> like this is the guy that if KD gets hurt, I'm stuck with. You know, and he could also be, you know, inadvertently putting out there that KD may not be as close to getting back this season as people like they're making out making it out to seem. Because they're like, oh, well, KD might even be back before the All-Star break or shortly after, right? And if Kyrie can't wait X amount of time, like from now to the All-Star break is, what, another week? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so if if maybe he's hearing the reality of it, like, yo, this might take another two, three months. They keep losing. They're not even going to be a playoff team. Like, he could be thinking, like, I got to get out of here. And, um, you know, same thing last year, they get out, they, they got knocked out the year before, you know, I think that was the year that Katie's big ass foot hurt. was on the line. Oh no, he was hurt. One of them years, big ass foot got on the line and they lost, uh, a game that they should have, you know, they could have won. So I'm thinking that's, that's what's going through his head. But, um, I don't know. Where do you think he lands? I mean, LA seems like the obvious spot, you know, the, the Lakers GM, LeBron James has already said that, uh, he's interested. And he, he was asked post game. His comment was, "Duh, like of course I want him." <laughs> um, so man, a know. few words, right? So you could see a, a Russell Westbrook and a couple of picks going to uh, to Brooklyn for Kyrie to go to um, to go to LA. Um, there are some Heat fans that want him. I, I don't I don't know why, but I mean I, I mean I know why. The talent's there. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't I don't know if he fits in the locker room. Um they're talking about maybe packaging together like Kyle Lowry and somebody else, send him over there with some picks for Kyrie. Um, the Nets the Nets would be stupid if they did that. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's contract is so damn big. They probably would need to send over like Struess or like Well, we would the, the thing for us is that in order to make the math work, we would have to offload a couple of our contracts to make the math work because Kyrie makes like forty million or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to send over like some kind of equivalent in contracts and then also a couple of picks. Yeah, you better but, send um, that my... piece of shit Lowry somewhere else. <laughs> Don't send him <laughs> over here if I'm Brooklyn. Like, yo, y'all can make that money up somewhere else. We not taking that burden. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, L.A. You know, I, I really don't think Miami. Um, I mean, I don't know who wants him at this point. I mean, it's, it's too much drama, man. Like, you know, you had this whole shit happen last year. Now it's happening again. And then you got to deal with the offseason because he's in this last year. So now it's like, do we trade for this dude, give up how, whatever we give up to get him, and then potentially don't even re-sign him next season? So you'd have to know, like, in the trade is going to be like a basically like a signing trade, basically. You can't let him come to your team and go to free agency. So I think that narrows his, his, uh, his, his uh, marketability, you know? But I, I think it's going to end up being L.A. It, 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 well, let me take it back. I think it'll be L.A., but likely it's going to just be Brooklyn. He's going to end up just playing it the rest of the season. A Russ and, uh, Russ and KD reunion? 
in Brooklyn. I could yeah. see I would like to see Kyrie um I'd like to see him land in either like Chicago or Denver. Like in Chicago, I'd like to see them give like Levine and, you know, some picks or whatever because Levine and DeRozan are almost the same player, but mm. DeRozan's bigger and he plays better defense. So I could see them getting rid of Levine. You're bringing in a much better player in Kyrie uh, over Levine. Um, and then you got a general, you got a floor general with a bunch of young talent on top of a DeRozan, on top of a Vucevic over there. Like that could be beneficial to them. Uh, Denver would be great because you get rid of, you know, you send over whoever, whether you keep Jamal Murray or you send him over, you're pair, you're now pairing Jokic with another superstar. Jokic, the guy who's putting up triple doubles almost every night, the guy who's grabbing 17 boards, 14 assists, and fucking 28 points a night. Like this guy, you know, and, and he's got Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon is like his fucking, you know, his next in line. Like you get this guy another star, you're going to lose him, you know, mm-hmm. up in Denver. So um, I think that could be a good pairing there. Kyrie, oh, my God, him and Jokic together would be phenomenal. Um, I don't want to see him in L.A. I don't. I really don't. I, you know, for one. It's like I said earlier, you know, we need to really, really appreciate LeBron for the time that he's got left. Um, Kyrie going there, we're just going to see negative about LeBron, negative press about LeBron. You know, Kyrie did it again. Kyrie did, especially if they win. Oh, Kyrie yeah. carried him here. So clearly he carried him in Cleveland. Like the, it's <laughs> it's you know, it's it's going to be the narrative, you know, and um, I don't I don't want to see it. I don't want to see. It. And then if it doesn't work out, it's even worse for LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think, you know, does it make them better? Sure. Uh, does it work? I don't know. Golden State is highly tuned. Like, them dudes is on other shit right now. Yeah. Um, But those would be the two spots I would like to see him land to land in would be either Chicago or Denver. Obviously, I would love to see Kyrie, like, here in Orlando with all these young guys. They have They have tons of young talent and picks that they can give up to go get him, but you got to sell it to him for him yeah. to resign or extend. And, you know, Hey, I'm going to sell it. They got tons of money. They're going to have to go get somebody else. Like who's a free agent that you can pair him with, because he's not going to come here and just be the star with a bunch of fucking young kids. Banchero's a great, he's great. Like this kid is going to be in the next few years. He's going to be the, the guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just looks like it. He has everything that it looks, but, um, but you, you'd have to do something more, Short term, so I don't, I don't see that happening. But I would love to see him in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, I like those spots. But I mean, it's just I mean, if if you sign Kyrie, man, you gotta, you know what comes with you, it. You, yeah, you gotta know. You have to have already like priced in what comes with it because <laughs> it's like an lot. insurance plan. You got to do your risk assessment, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So. That uh, I would. What's up with all these fights though? Like the N- NBA is turning into hockey. Have you seen all the fights that have happened? <laughs> man, these these do I don't I don't know, man. It's it's I wonder if social media plays a role into that. Because, it does. You know, like I mean, I know before you had like, you know, like your like your Oakleys and, and guys like that who just were they didn't take no shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot a lot of this shit just it seems like these guys are are like fake tough guys, you know? So some of the some of this shit is just ridiculous, man. So. Yeah, I think we saw two fights in as many nights. I saw we saw um I forget who the first one was. It was uh 
uh, Donovan Mitchell and Dylan Brooks from Memphis. They got tangled up pretty good, and it it looked like Dylan Brooks. He, he's a dirty dude, and, and and Dylan Brooks is in no. This is gonna sound bad, but I'm gonna say it, and I don't care. Dylan Brooks is in no position to be out there, tough guy in it, and he does it a lot mm-hmm. be, because he he's in a relationship with a transgender, <laughs> like. Yes. Yes. His his significant other is a, a highly touted transgender woman. And listen, if she if I didn't know she was a transgender, I wouldn't know she was a transgender. Like she is, you know, looks great. Um, no homo. Uh, but uh, um, <laughs> but like, and I don't say this from the point of that he's in the relationship. I'm saying more the sense of it's got to be so easy to trigger this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like on the court. Like remember, remember when um Carmelo was dating Lala, Lala Fine and Hell, and you know um KG was like uh I like the way she tastes or she must taste like something that like it's easy to tr- there when there's certain things that's just super easy to trigger. That's got to be something that's really easy to trigger. Like I'm I'm Ding you up, pause, and 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 you're making me mad, and I'm just like yo. These are like a dick at home. <laughs> like you're with some wild ass <laughs> shit. Like you easily get triggered. You know what I'm saying? And so, but yeah, so you had Dylan Brooks and, and Donovan, but it looks like, you know, Dylan Brooks, they he rolled over and it almost looks intentional, like he smacked him in the dingling. Um, and Donovan Mitchell got mad, threw the ball at him, and they got into it. And then you had I, um I actually have it up right now watching it. Yeah, and then you had Austin Rivers, who um Got into a Obama with uh, with the Magic and Austin Rivers. The last tons of years, I think he has like some form of like Napoleon syndrome, but also like maybe you know my dad is a, is a, is the star. I don't want to be in his shadow syndrome because remember he got into it with Chris Paul two years ago, and um, so he got into a Mobamba, and like you said, fake tough guy. Orlando's my city. No, Orlando's not your city. Just because you went to high school here and played basketball here. Um, but they actually got into it like punches thrown. And um, they got four game suspensions um, each. So I don't know what's up with the with the league, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of tussling, a lot of lot more physic physical stuff going on in the league. That that makes sense. I didn't know about the uh, the Dylan Brooks Donovan Mitchell fight. I actually saw a post on um, on Twitter, and it was it was uh, Donovan Mitchell, but they had like photoshopped him onto Shannon Sharp when Shannon Sharp was doing like the look back thing with that. Oh yeah, crazy ass sweater he had on. A <laughs> Which of is a three thousand dollars sweater, by the way. I learned Are you that. Serious? That's a three thousand uh, dollars cardigan, thirty seven hundred wow. actually. Wow. Right. That's so. So, so Shannon Sharp was out there courtside in some Dior uh, Dior Jordan ones, which is like a ten thousand dollars shoe, um, and a three thirty seven hundred dollars uh, sweater. Y'all ask him why he was acting out. He needed to be seen. Wow! <laughs> wow! I didn't know men's shoes cost that much. God damn! Yeah. Well, that's that's the resale. That's the resale on them. I think oh, okay. they. Yeah, when they retailed, they were much less, but the resale on them is about ten k. God damn! Mm-hmm. And that's that. Wow, thirty seven hundred dollars. That thing looks like trash. It looks like something my grandma made. 
usually like, the usually the ugly shit be expensive. Wow. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of where we are in in fashion these days. Wow. But yeah, it, it was a uh, it was Donovan Mitchell like Photoshop on on the Shannon Sharp, and then somebody like changed the colors of the cardigan to make it like Cavs colors, like yeah. doing the look back thing or whatever. And so I figured he had got into it with somebody, but I didn't I didn't know like what exactly it was uh it was referencing. So yeah, I just that's crazy, man. Yeah, these dudes got to slow down, man, because <laughs> somebody gonna get hurt. Luckily, said, I mean, you said Donovan Mitchell's girlfriend is is a uh, trans? No, Dylan Brooks. Oh. Yeah, Dylan Brooks. But um, yeah, man, the league is the league is getting interesting. I want to see where if Kyrie goes anywhere. The trade deadline is Thursday, so um, we've actually seen a lot in sports in general these last few years that the trade deadlines have been really active. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, especially since I've been watching a lot of basketball this year, um, more than recent years, and um. You know, I think there's some good moves to be made uh, to make some teams a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, so, we'll see. Definitely we'll something happen. to watch for. No, we'll, we do something because we look like shit. We'll recap we it. Yeah, I don't know what's up with y'all, man. Uh, uh, we paid some people who shouldn't have got paid. So now, I know. Now we're paying the price. Duncan Robinson not even getting on the court. <laughs> like. <laughs> Dude said, you know what? <laughs> Got mine. Yeah. Got $18 mine. million a year for nothing. Yeah. He like, yo, I'm in Miami Steakhouse every night. I ain't got time right. to shoot. I ain't shooting in the gym no more. I <laughs> practice. <laughs> oh, shit. shit. For $18 million, I probably stopped practicing too right about now. And that was what well, he had, like a three-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Five-year deal, something crazy. Three year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, I ain't practicing no more. <laughs> you know what? You're going to bench me? Good. I don't got to worry about twisting the ankle, busting a knee, and I'm good. I'll yep. sit right here on this sideline for $18 million. <laughs> you, so, got, you got it, Chief. We'll, we'll see, though. But uh, we, def- we definitely need to either make some moves or just write this season off and just start trying to ship people out in the offseason because, yeah. <laughs> The, the East just isn't that strong. So, I mean, I think it's inevitable that the Heat make the playoffs. Um, so, you know, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let me hand it off to you uh, to do what you do and uh, get us up on it. All right, uh, good people. We definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us uh, this Sunday morning slash afternoon on the Castworthy podcast. We definitely appreciate you taking that time out of your weekend. Uh, for those who listen live, I'm saying. Uh, for those who listen once the episode posts, we appreciate you guys as well. While you're there, whenever you're listening, don't forget to drop us a like, comment, share, subscribe, follow, tell a friend and tell a friend, help us grow our audience. We definitely would appreciate it. And uh, also, you can find our podcast on all of your podcasting platforms by searching at Castworthy. You also can find us on social media by searching at Castworthy. On Instagram, though, it's at Castworthy underscore podcast. And uh, again, like I said, while you're there, leave, comment, like, share, follow, all that good stuff. And uh, I usually say it first, I, I mess it up here, but don't forget to call somebody. Tell them you're thinking about them. Tell them, you know, you, they they uh, they own your heart. Send them a text message. Let that shit go, you know, and uh, uh, reach out to somebody and, and uh, just let them know, you know, their love. Pretty sure they'll appreciate it. You'll feel good about it, too. And uh, with that being said, uh, we will see you next week. Hopefully we got a three man crew. 
and uh, enjoy the rest of uh, this weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you next time. Until the next time, we love you. We're out. Have a good one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.